The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What are the teacher's beliefs? Like, mm. hey, when you meet the teacher on Monday, what's her gender belief? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ask yeah. that simple question; it will answer all of my. Well, what you're saying, like you're, you're you're commenting on that's social commentary to some degree, but it's not. What you're really saying is, is this a reasonable person? Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. We have a very special show. Live from Las Vegas, Dr. Brian Goldstein, tell me about yourself. Which aspect of my life? Well, tell me where you're from. Uh, Los Angeles. Like originally you're from LA? What part? Like the heart of LA. Mm, Born and raised. How was that? Um, Now, it's kind of sketchy. Well, now, yeah, but growing up, it was different. How old are you? I'm 36. 36. So post-smog, right? Post-smog. Smog's right. been pretty good. For the most part. Um, and there were the good years. I think from like, what would you say, 90, 98 to 2010 maybe? 2012 even. As late I'll as push as far as 2012. Yeah. But then it started to like Then it started rapidly. to like slide. Like my ex-wife was LAPD, mm-hmm. so I got to see a lot of stuff that most mm-hmm. people wouldn't see. And traffic's always going to be traffic. Yeah, I don't care. People that complain about traffic who haven't lived or worked in LA, I don't listen to anything they fucking say. Yeah, like, that's like, not traffic. It, it I just calculate it's going to take me an hour to get where I'm yeah, going to be. Yeah. Um, that's why nobody goes to watch Angels games. Because it's 20 miles away, but that's, it's fucking 45. For me, that's like two hours. Yeah, it's like 45 minutes at a minimum from the city to get there. If you're Bare in minimum. the southern part, right? Yeah. It's and sucks. games are always at prime time, so you're screwed. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah um, but, you know, we got good comedy, good entertainment. We had a lot of amazing restaurants, but now, like, with everything going on, they've slipped off. Yeah, what's going on with that? I mean, I know a lot of retail stores have left. Retail stores, restaurants. Seattle, Portland, L.A., a bunch of places. Chicago is another one. Dude, people are allowed to steal up to 1000 bucks in L.A. <sighs> County and walk out. Well, uh, that's a Canadian thing. We stole that from them, you know. They did that, like, 15 years ago. Theft <laughs> under 1000 became... A citation, not even a misdemeanor. Oh no, no, L.A. It's not even a citation. It's yeah. Up. Now it's like we. I guess we did take it one step farther. Yeah, uh, further rather. And then getting a CCW mm. is easier now, but the wait's like a year. Who is it? Is it still up to the sheriff there, or how's it work? Uh, depending on where you live, it's either the sheriff or LAPD. Mm. So if you're out of, uh, I forget the exact word. Like the city limits, probably. Yeah, right? at a city if limits. If you're in the county, not the city. Then I fall under L.A. County Sheriff. Mm. Um, so you've had a pretty interesting life then, right? Say like the a, least. A lot of, a lot of uh, like early entrepreneur and then some early uh, health problems, shit like that. I'll even take it farther back. I dealt with drug abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse, and grew up in that. And like from a parent, you mean? From a parent. Okay, yeah. And to me, chaos is normal. Sure. And I think that's why I was able to succeed in business because nothing in business is not chaotic. Mm. And so for me, that's the norm. That's when I feel at peace. When yeah. everything's quiet, I'm like, what the fuck's about Well, that? how do you deal with that now, though? I mean, that's a problem for a lot of us vets. We get so, um, and I've been talking to a lot of people about this lately, not just vets, actually, people who grew up in households like that have a real hard time having constructive conversations later on that aren't combative. Like they don't know how to communicate without it being aggressive sometimes. So up until 2012, I'm sure similar to you, anger mm. management issues, I'd break shit, I'd snap my phone in half yeah. and not- Kyle the, the wall, just punch a hole through the drywall, you know? Yeah, and then I nailed a couple studs over the years. 
and broke my pinky knuckle and I'm like, All right, do it, yeah. I'm over punching walls because yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to hit a stud this time. But I discovered plant medicine in 2020 mm-hmm. during COVID and that really put me on a completely different trajectory. Well, so tell me like, uh, I, I like to, I like to do thought experiments like this. So it's Tuesday, random day before, like, let's say 2018 and you face some kind of irritating situation, a hurdle, rude people, business is fucked up, employees doing dumb shit. And then after when you get your brain adjusted a little bit, right? Tell me the difference between those two, like how your reaction between those two scenarios. Instead of punching my computer screen or breaking my phone on my desk or just outright screaming and pounding my Mm -hmm. fist. Now it's like I have, as we're talking, there's a pre-conversation split second time sure yeah and it's running the two scenarios and it's essentially saying hey stupid don't go for the normal option one go for your new option yeah that's a that's something that we try we're and we're here a lot or we're here this week every year to talk about veteran suicide specifically but that's one of the things um that we harp on quite a bit is that little gap you know those that that five to ten minute window where things start to spiral and how to be resilient against that, right? And it is a big part of it is being able to have that internal conversation with yourself to think before you react. 100%. You know? And look, the system put me into psychiatry at a young age. They put oh, yeah. Me, they put pills. me, like, my high school sent me to a certified and had me on Lexapro and all that other stuff. And one day I woke up and I was like, I threw everything in the trash. Yeah. I was like, I don't yeah. need this shit. Yeah. And then, you know, I still had anger management. Mm-hmm. And after, I don't know, I was probably in therapy as a kid for 10 years and didn't do anything. And I had done a bunch of fun but dumb stuff. Mm. I tore my right shoulder, herniated my low back, my neck. And so I was always in a constant pain. So I became a fat fuck. Yeah. And I ended up doing stem cells in Columbia, getting out of pain. And then I was like, I can't be a fat fuck anymore. I ended mm. up doing the gastric sleeve, shaved off 110 pounds, and then discovered Phyllis Leibin. Shortly after that, we were in between IVF cycles. Mm. We had failed round one and two my wife and I were in a bad place mm-hmm. and a friend called me. He's like, Brian, I know you don't drink, you don't do drugs, but come to my house. I'm hosting my first shaman ceremony mm-hmm. and there'll be 22 people with you. I looked at my wife. I was like, Hey, want to go do psilocybin? She's like mushrooms. I was like, yeah, she's like, it sounds better the way you said it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> she's like, how much is it? I was like 600 bucks each. She's like, we're going to go pay $1,200 to do mushrooms. Mm-hmm. We can go buy it for 50 bucks and do it ourselves. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. And I made the executive decision. I was like, fuck it, we're going. Mm. And she's like, my sister's coming to town. I'm like, I don't care. She can stay at home, watch the dogs. Mm. Well, she'll be fine. Take off early in the morning, get there. And I remember them saying, you can't eat. I was like, guys, my stomach's the size of a toddler now. I got to eat like every two hours. So I eat what I could before I get there. And then I always bring snacks everywhere now. And so I remember ceremony starts. You're laying on a yoga mat, put on a blindfold, and he's like, all right, just lay back, relax, say nothing. You can't touch your partner or any of that. And I'm like, oh, nothing's fucking happening. going to take a nap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five minutes in, I start seeing flashing lights in my eyes. Blast I'm like, off, yeah. I'm like, game on. Um, how, what, what kind of dose did they give you, if you don't mind me asking? It was three and a half grams. Okay. That's not bad for your first time. Yeah, not too much, not too mm, little. I was yeah. happy with that. And like two hours in, they offered you another gram mm, if you wanted it. Yeah. Uh, I declined. That's that's kind of how I do it, actually. I, I, I usually start with two or three and then pop in one or two more later if I feel like it, even if I'm just watching cartoons, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes Look, I took a gram funny. and went to Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, word. So uh, my buddy, my co-host on my other show, Drinker Bros, uh, did that. He and his wife took some and went to the Sphere not too long ago. Seemed like it was a pretty good idea, right? Until you I walk have- up to those talking robots and shit. I don't know if that's We went idea. into Jabberwockies, <laughs> oh, yeah, and I was like, yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah, you may want to find um, that one. But it felt like I traveled 100 years backwards and 100 years forward. Mm. And every time they would change either the sound bass or the music, mm. you would go down a different journey sure, exploring yeah. different parts. And I came out of it and I was like, fuck, I got all the answers I needed. And yeah. a week later, we did combo. That sucked so bad. What Explain what you're saying. Here. Uh, combo. combo, they burn you in multiple spots and mm-hmm. then they put frog poison on top. Like DMT? No. Um, like Ibogaine? Uh, no, so this one just purges all the crap out of your Oh, body. okay, and that sucks, I guess. Oh, it's like food poison. Oh, the worst food poison that. you've ever had for like an hour. Oh, it's not, that's not bad. An hour. I finally bad. said, dude, it's coming off. 
Like yeah, either yeah. I'm going to rub my back against the wall to get it off, or you're mm. taking it off. Oh, so it's I've, so I'm I'm not familiar with this. So it purges you for as long as you're in contact, and then when you remove it, it's it Correct. kind of tapers on. And like if you go to the Amazon and do it, they do twelve spots. Mm. We did it locally; it was four. Um, my wife ended up passing a cyst during, and we got pregnant two days later. Wow, that's interesting. I never heard of that before. But you know, nature provides, right? It does. It, it, and it's, th- it's weird that we tr- we keep trying to. Um, like what, one of the, one of the pieces of advice I give people about their health, like the, the, there's two very easy things you can do. One is don't eat anything that didn't exist 200 years ago. That's a pretty simple thing to do. Right. Uh, and the second one is move around 10 to 15 minutes a day. That's really all you need. You don't need to, you don't need need ball busting fucking soul crushing workouts every day to be, to, for, to, to have good vascular health, which is what you're really looking for. Uh, Not no, uh, 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 no fat on your organs, right? And good vascular health, and you're going to be pretty resilient against most diseases, right? Especially the ones that really kill, like heart disease. Oh, yeah. Like and look, I'll take it one level farther. I was in healthcare for 17 years. Mm. Um, you were in the military. You've been mm. around a lot of fun chemicals. I now leave yeah. the country to go do heavy metal detoxes, chelation yeah. therapy. That's something we've got to bring to the U.S. I mean, we have to do something. And, man. like, why do I have to travel to Columbia to do stem yeah, cells? fucking crazy. Well, um, there, there's that clinic in Dallas is starting to do it a, a bit now, right? But it's still, like... It's not the same. It's, it's low-level. Like, like, these guys are, like, stuff. putting me out. Yeah. They're having the uh, <clears throat> x-ray there. They're going, like, exactly where I need. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, all my friends that are athletes, they get, like, MRIs and x-rays. They find... They pinpoint whatever the injury, MCL, ACL, whatever the fuck, and they put stem cells right into that And they, spot. like twilight you you're in a full-blown oh, yeah. or out there yeah, it's wild man and look the first 36 hours suck mm. but after that it's fucking amazing yeah it's I just got, sore i mean i've been it's sore as Shoulder. i would say the shoulders like truly do suck it feels like someone hit you with a baseball bat really? the, like you can't even without crying mm. well i like to cry so it's not uh-huh. a big deal. i was like eh. but you know between doing the stem cells doing the chelation therapy like as long as you stay on top of your health to a certain degree like For sure yeah Makes a big difference. Well, I mean, an ounce of prevention, right? I mean, we, we, we have all these adages from the last 3,000 years of Western civilization, and we're just like, ah, fuck that. And then all, every 100 years or so, we rediscover the Stoics and shit. It's, the most, it's so maddening to me that we're like, have you guys heard of this Marcus Aurelius guy? Like, yeah, everybody on Earth has heard of him, dude. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Well, the funny part is even take your animals into effect. Why are so many animals getting sick now? because of the crap we're fucking feeding them yeah i, I there's there's been a lot of uh, commercials about that i've been seeing on social media lately one of them is like every living creature dessert doesn't shouldn't be eating processed food right like my dog eats your dog purina and shit like that my no dog offense, eats raw purina, but don't <laughs> eat that shit there's, there's a couple of good prepared foods like mike ritlin i don't know if you know do you know mike ritlin i just go on his show he's a former navy seal dog trainer okay like he, he raises high quality dogs sells them for a lot of money right um, there's some out there. There's some food out there that's all protein. That's what fat, I do. I do right? uh, Steve's real food. Yeah, comes yeah, frozen. Yeah. I got a Doberman. He eats six patties a day, and that dude, his teeth are white, yeah, like yeah. coat yeah. shiny. And it's yeah. the same with humans. And their joints too. I mean, it's like all that stuff. Inflammation kills every. Well, like we're all dying from inflammation one way or another. And I don't. Under, I don't understand why modern medicine isn't keyed in on that very much. Is there no money to be made? Because it seems no, like there would be. Look, I was a pharmacist for 17 years. Mm. I lit my license on fire recently mm. and told everybody to fly a kite. And I got tired of the FDA and the boards of pharmacy telling me what I could and couldn't do to help patients. Mm. Like You mean like prescribing off label and shit like that? I was a compounder, so I was okay. able to make injectables, eye oh, yeah. drop, you name it, I was allowed to peptides make Peptides and shit like that? Oh, and yeah. look, on, on my birthday, they banned peptides. <laughs> A majority of them. There's still a couple you might I mean, the only pharmaceutical that's even doing anything good for anybody, and you ban that one, right? Mm -hmm. And look, I'm sure we'll find a way to get it out of the country since I'm no longer licensed. I'm not held to the same standards. I'll go get my shit somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Mexico's not bad. Mexico's not bad. Like, I'm in the Middle East a lot. I'm sure I can get it over there. Actually, UAE is great for that, yeah. Uh, Actually, Bahrain, I believe, is another good spot. Yeah, I'll be in UAE in a week. Yeah, well, just uh, ask somebody. (laughs) I don't think you need a license for anything over there. No, you um, pretty much get anything yeah. just over the counter. <clears throat> yeah, so um, let's go back a little bit. Yep. You come from a problematic childhood. Mm-hmm. What's next after that? You go right into school after high school? So my dad had lupus. Mm. Uh, fuck. 
lupus and myosin and gravis when I was in the eighth grade. So my dad couldn't even like close his hands mm. together. He was getting blood transfusions because his white blood cells weren't producing. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad owned pharmacies with my mom. And when they got, they went through a nasty 15 year divorce. My dad got two, my mom got one. My dad ended up going to the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota uh, to help treat his disease and all mm. that stuff. He met a nail technician, fell in love with her. The day I graduated high school, he packed up and moved out of Beverly Hills, moved to Rochester, Minnesota, started a whole new life. Mm. Threw me the keys and said, figure it out. I'm 17 fucking years old. I got employees that are 60. Wait, are you even allowed legally to do that? To own a a pharmacy at 17? Because you can't own like a booze company at 17. No. Um, So I couldn't touch drugs though. Mm. I could order them. Right. But I couldn't touch. I, mean, I guess you could own a restaurant. You just couldn't have a liquor license, or you could have a liquor license, but you couldn't. So I had a DEA. serve alcohol. Yeah, I had basically. a DEA license, yeah, I had a yeah, state yeah. license, okay. um, and I started going to school at the same time of running it. And from there, it was just trial and error. I mm. started off with four employees. I ended up with three hundred forty-six. What was the key for that? Like the expansion? Because so not, not every business is scalable, but commodities are always right. Yeah, and I think it's no different than your podcast. It's connecting with the right people and mm. just really getting your name out there and just networking and going to events and doing things like this where a stranger walks in and you know what the fuck to expect, but right, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have the open mind of, hey, this mm. is going to turn into a great conversation. Sure, yeah. This is going to turn into other networking things. And that's how I've always looked at it, paying it forward. I do a lot of shit for free mm. that I might not cash in for five years. Sure, yeah, or ever maybe, right? Yeah. But sometimes I, I do the same. Like I like to... Sometimes I just want something to exist and I don't have time for that bullshit. So I'm like, I tell somebody in this industry, I'm like, you should make this thing and make it this way. That way, two years from now, I can go buy it and I don't have to fucking do any of the work. You know exactly. What I mean? Just put seeds out there. So you're, uh, man, your hair must have been on fire. I mean, holy shit. How, how the, I'm three how, how the hair hell? transplants in already. Well, yeah. <laughs> so how do you how do you uh, manage all of that? How did you manage? I guess because you're you're still tuned up. You're still pissed off all the time, right back then. Oh, because um, I know I was. Because I, yeah. I had I have a similar background. No drugs in my family necessarily, but very abusive, right? So I'm pissed off all the time. So the way I did it was I didn't really talk to employees. I talked to a couple managers. Mm. And I hired the right people. And my whole thing is if I'm hiring you to do a job, I will pay you very well. Mm. But I am not your babysitter. Yeah, fuck You that. need teaching? Hey, I will have someone teach you. I am not your teacher. And I really kept hands off from like training people. I trained mm. managers and key pharmacists to make certain drugs because I was one who learned how to make them myself. Because mm-hmm. pharmacy school does not teach you any of that. Right. Um, but from there, it was really... I was hands-on on the marketing side, but not the day-to-day side. Mm. I mean, most pharmacies aren't compounding pharmacies. They're no, and it's a dying breed now. Right? Yeah, yeah, there are a bunch of them just shut down this year. Well, 2023, oddly uh, enough. Yeah. I, like, I don't know why. I don't know what the fuck's FDA going on. FDA and boards of pharmacy are stopped. Like, we, I think three years ago, they stopped us from making HCG. What? And look. I, I, wait, HCG, all it does is make you produce more natural testosterone, right? It's like to balance you out a little bit. Correct. Why the fuck would you ban that? Because there's commercially available at, fuck, like 20X. And they're like, it's a So cop- people are just taking Inclomiafin now, right? Yeah. Instead. Or you could take uh, Clomid. Clomid, yeah. Either or. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, it, like HCG works great. It's the most effective. As a matter of fact, I thought they were, they were um, sublingual, if I'm not mistaken, right? So sublingual on HCG does it really work because it's temperature sensitive mm, and to make okay. it a sublingual, you got to cook it at 140 C mm. and you've just killed the active ingredient. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Um, cause I, I used it for a long time until it just disappeared. Now, and that now, now you know why my yeah. right. Or close. And or for me, I'm like, dude, I have a small brain tumor. My body doesn't mm. produce any hormones. So for sure, me, yeah. I'm taking test HCG Clomid. Is it, is it uh, around your pituitary sitting on top of it? Oh, that's not great. Yeah. So look, mm. I take, four injections a day and a handful of vitamins and pills and i live a normal life i look normal sure yeah yeah but, I mean, but it's like for people so toxic exposure fucks up your there, there's so many endocrine disruptors these days even um, in our childhoods yeah for sure like we, we all brag about drinking out of the hose you know what i mean outside but maybe we shouldn't have <laughs> you know? i think it's still better than the water today oh yeah well certainly <laughs> the water coming through your tap today yeah um <clears throat> but it's there, there's certain groups of people that have 
the, these these endocrine disruptors we run into on a daily basis, like heavy metals, um, uh, plastics, and then you know other toxic exposures like breathing in weird shit, candles, candles, fragrances, yeah, yeah. the outgas inside of your car on a hot day, yeah, the, that that Glade plug-in in your house that you think is. It or like that so nice. bougie three hundred dollar candle someone gifted yeah, you yeah, yeah, that yeah. you love. I'm yeah. like, it's all poison, right? So your body washes. <clears throat> and then there's uh, the there is the head injuries, right? That we so the veteran community, first responder community, especially gets hammered by this shit all the time at a much higher rate than the ordinary citizen. But even like the <clears throat> the military and even the VA have done nothing to educate people on the risk of any of this stuff that it's like hey good luck and frankly if you went to the VA before the last two or three years if you'd gone to the VA and you're 28 you're getting out of the military after 10 years of service right <clears throat> and you say hey I don't feel great let's get my hormones checked and you clock in at 450 test they're like oh you're in the normal range right the normal Dude, range I, is 350 or whatever to like no it goes as low as 150 and oh, I remember God. that's like an 85 year old man funny story like so literally. when i found out the way i found out about the tumors every day at three o'clock i'd crash out just didn't fail and then i go to the doctor he runs my blood work he comes back he's like ryan your test is 160 i was like he's like are you abusing steroids i'm like dude i'm a fat fuck i'm 220 pounds at the time yeah. i'm like what are you talking about and he's he ends up sending me for an mri and i was like how did these two go together he's like just trust me and then i went down that rabbit hole of hey here it is. And then I went to certain endocrinologists. Mm. They're like, well, because you're fat, you have low testosterone. I'm like, my diet hasn't changed. Mm. There's a pituitary adenoma. Explain. <clears throat> and being in healthcare, like I didn't appreciate getting ran in circles. Yeah. I mean, mine was, mine was 180 and I was 27. You should have been like low side 800. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to the doctor. They just gave me some topical cream for a while. I'm like, so the absorption rate is 25% on this, right? Is it, is no, it's higher, but yeah, back then. Back then, well, yeah, that was, this was like 2012, I think. Yeah, like so that. you're using Androgel or Androgel, one of the, I think it was, yeah. It was rub like, it on it your was, inner thigh or your arms. Or, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, it was, it sucked, to be honest. But even that, like I used that for about six months or so. Um, and it brought me up to like the 400s. Still not enough. No. And I'm still feeling like shit. I'm like, all right, can we do something here? And they're like, well, we can't actually. We literally legally can't. So now I have to go uh, find somewhere to, and this is before. Now it's now it's relatively easy. Now right? it's really easy. Like you can find Men's testosterone clinics. and peptides all over the country. Um, but back then it was like, man, I had to go to my buddies and buy Underground. like whatever the fuck I could get my hands on. Like I, I had friends that were that were athletes bodybuilders not like professional not not in, in the four major sports or anything but um luckily i was i was able to get access to it but most people in my situation would have just been fucked right um <clears throat> so i've kind of been on that train for a long time because there's no reason that you should feel like shit all the time right i mean th that it's it's weird how i want to hear your thoughts on this as a as a pharmacist somebody that's been in the medical field for fucking 20 years it's so weird to me how if you felt a little bit, there, there's a good 20-year stretch there. If you felt a little bit of pain, remember that pain chart with the smiley faces on it? You, you feel a little bit of pain. Well, here's something that you will get addicted to for the rest of your life. But I feel like shit because my hormone levels are fucked up. And they're like, I'm sorry, but I can't help you. you know, there was so much willingness to get you addicted to shit. And I think maybe that's the answer, but I'd like to hear your fucking Well, so opinion. I remember a pain management doctor years ago. Um, and this is before fentanyl became a problem. And I'd be like, hey, doc, like, dude, you're prescribing 1,600 micrograms, 240 lollipops a month. Like, how? 240 a month? Yes. Oh, plus oxy, plus other God stuff. God damn. And I looked at him, I'm like, Jason, how am I justifying this to the DEA? Yeah. And he looks at me with a square face. He's like, Brian, I started Joe here. Mm. Unfortunately, the sky is the limit once they build tolerance yeah. and tolerance and tolerance. And I'm like, you're joking, right? That's what you want me to tell the DEA? Mm -hmm. And sure shit, over time I got phone calls from the DEA and I was like, here's the report from him saying that. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, we agree. But then all this stuff starts happening with Purdue mm -hmm. and Oxy and all that stuff. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we're limiting what you can buy. The wholesalers start cutting you off. And I'm like, well, look, 
technically it's not my problem, but for the guy that's hooked to it that you got hooked, what are you going to do? Yeah. And they didn't have an answer. Suboxone no. for a half a second, and that kind of disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, that, that kind of went away. What happened with that? It showed up one day, and it's just as addictive as everything else. Yeah. Um, that's so weird. I mean, a methadone was around for a, a good 20 years, too, and it did the same thing, more or less. Um, I remember when all those, like the early 2010s, all these pain pain clinics started popping up i'm like a pain clinic what the fuck does that mean because it oh. sounds like a fucking trap house and my problem you know i mean essentially was my problem was i got really good at reading people because mm. they'd come in and they'd act a little shifty and then they were getting the same paper and going to the printers and having them print everything the same but changing the phone number mm. and so you'd call and verify like this doesn't feel right mm. i go on google check i'm like phone numbers hey did you write a script for blah no that's a stolen prescription mm. pad and that was like a big problem. And I'm like, well, and this is before like discrimination really became a thing recently. Mm. And I'm like, yo, I'm not filling it. Mm. And people would be like, you have to fill it. I'm like, no, per California law, mm. like I don't have to. And people are like, you're gonna turn down money? I was like, I'm gonna turn down money over a punishment from the DEA. Yeah, dude, I'm like, not trying to get... You guys out of your fucking tree? Yeah, yeah so we, we fed people all these pills and look, I mean, so many of my buddies, I've, I've had, um, we'll talk about this on Wednesday for sure about, uh, and during the, uh, during the panel on veteran suicide, but um, the number that they tell people, this 22 a day, the VA says 17, that's wrong, 22 a day, a new study came out uh, a couple of years ago that said 24, the real number is about 40 to 44 a day, right? Because we're counting suicide by cop now. We're counting people who uh, overdose on drugs and alcohol after being fucking uh, uh, hooked, to the sh hooked on this shit for years. Um, so we, we have a real number, and it's a lot more like 40. And it's like, let's say, five 9-11s per year, basically, right? We spent $8 trillion, with a T, dollars on the GY, the Global War on Terror. Um, and we're losing almost five times that many soldiers, sailors, airmen, and marines every fucking year. And we stuff. have no We're not emphasis. doing a goddamn thing for them. No. So, I mean, it, well, like the way you recounted it is exactly right. We get these people hooked on the drug, and we rip the carpet out from under them, and they, all they, they went out to the street, heroin and fentanyl, right? And now we had, what, 85,000 fucking fentanyl ODs last year? 85,000 people died from ODs last year. This episode is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash drink it bros. Ghostbed. It's the best bed in the world. It's the most comfortable. Sheets, pillows, the whole thing. I've got them all, man, and you know they wanted to extend their best possible offer to Drink It Bros. They've been with us for a very long time. So this is the email they sent us. We want Drink It Bros to get the best offer, so I updated the code for 50% site-wide. That's 50% site-wide. Use the code Drinkin' Bros, Drinkin' Bros with no G, for 50% off site-wide. Everything that you buy on this site is going to be 50% off. Again, they get the best pillows, sheets, mattresses. They get the mattress protector. Uh, if you're if you're sloppy and spill things and you don't want to jack up your mattress, they have pretty much everything you need. They've got weighted blankets now. They've got the adjustable base, which we really like. I've got one in my home. So go to ghostbed.com forward slash drink it bros. Use the code drink it bros for 50% off site wide. And don't forget about their page go plan if you're with approved credit. You're going to be able to pay this thing off over the course of three to five years for 25 to 35 bucks a month. It's nothing. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash Drinker Bros today and use the code Drinker Bros for 50% off. This episode is also brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com, the best coffee in the world. As a matter of fact, they won both the gold and bronze medal at the Golden Bean Awards this year for their exclusive coffee club entries in the elite category. So the best coffee on earth literally was Circus Bear by Black Rifle, one of their ECS. So I recommend that you go sign up for the Black Rifle Coffee Club. Use the code CITIZEN. You're going to get those points off. And, uh, you know, you get all the benefits for being in the coffee club. You get the free shipping. You get access to all the partner deals. Uh, uh, you get access to the exclusive coffee club. You get access to any new products that come out before anybody else does. You know, it's a very large club that they have over there. And the coffees are premium. Every single one of them is good. Uh, you, you're going to get experience for you. You can do just the plain coffee club. And if you want your two bags 
of, of uh, espresso or your two bags of silence or smooth or whatever it is you drink. You can get those two bags or one bag or whatever you want every month or and or rather you can use the ECS, the exclusive coffee club and get access to some of the most premium coffees on the planet and kind of learn what it is that you like. You know what I mean? So then you can order those premium coffees from Black Rifle as well. So, and we all know they got the best branding, the best merch, and their buddies. You know, we're all friends here. Uh, we love Black Rifle. So go to blackriflecoffee.com, sign up for the coffee club, or buy something. Do whatever you want. Um, use the code CITIZEN. You're going to get those points off. Not to go too down the political rabbit hole, but I feel like there's a blind eye being turned to stuff. How the hell is there this much of it ending up here? Yeah, well, I mean, there's, uh, you know, two and a half million people a year crossing the border illegally and just staying. So I'm sure the drugs are getting through. The drugs will always get through. Let's be real about that. Yeah, though. it's never stopped. Right. Um, they put up these claims. Oh, we caught this. Yeah, that's what you caught. What about what yeah, you let through? Yeah. Yeah, it's wild, man. I mean, from your perspective in the industry, what, what's what's to be done about this? You know what I mean? My honest opinion that I'm no longer licensed is more plant medicine for people. Mm. Ayahuasca being a thing. Mm. But yeah, they're scared of that shit because you don't have to fucking do it every day. No, you, know you can I mean? do it once every six months. Yeah. If like you're, and look, some people sit for five, six days because they're dealing with shit. Sure, yeah. And if yeah. these, you know, all the vet, 44 people a day are taking their own lives. Yeah. If those 44 people every day sat for six days, mm. fuck, and that bought them six more months. Sure, yeah. What's the cost? A couple hundred bucks? It's nothing, dude. I mean, even if they, even if they did the full-on trip to Peru, it's maybe let's say five grand a year per customer which is way less which than is what cheaper we than the va bills way way cheaper i mean that you're talking about somewhere between 17 and eighty thousand a year for those va bills right that's what it costs the government and we could subsidize that to a fraction yes yeah but you know somebody's getting paid somewhere that's always the case yeah and like look even microdosing mushrooms not mm. even doing a full trip mm. is enough to cut the edge to bring someone back to okay yeah it's just like we would call it creating standoff, right? Like when I build a, when I build an observation point or a fortified position, I need standoff. I need to be able to see the enemy from as far away as possible. You need to do that in your own life too, right? It's that thing we we that you're hearing about more and more now. Delayed gratification. We've lost that fucking connection between oh, and effort and outcome now, right? Like we just want. It. I want it now. I'm I'm in pain. I need a pill now for that pain. Okay. Well, maybe you go stretch a little bit, right? Maybe you go fucking move around a little bit. Maybe change your diet because you're inflamed as fuck and that's making it worse. Maybe you won't even notice that pain tomorrow, right? But I need it today, so. And people, I don't know, social media has definitely made it worse. <laughs> Everybody thinks they're not doing good enough or mm -hmm. not trying hard enough and. You got kids, right? I got a two-year-old. Okay, so when when our parents, when we were young and our parents, I like to ask people this who are in, who are in the same general age group as me, and, and before then as well, I think one of the things about having kids was I want to give my kids a better life than I had, right? Mm -hmm. That's a reasonable thing to do. We, we've not defined what better means for our generation because I don't know that I can give my kids a better life than I have, frankly. I built a very good life for myself. It's dope as shit. I don't know how, like, in the traditional sense, better, like, access to good food, access to education, to capital, whatever the fuck, right? Safety, just being safe in general. I'm, I'm, I'm in the top 1% of that. So we need to start reevaluating what we mean when we say give our kids a better life mm -hmm. because it's mostly going to be separation from all of this bullshit. I grew up a very plush life. Mm. Doesn't mean I had a great childhood. Fair enough, yes. And same. with my daughter, like, I don't like to buy her whatever she wants, mm. but I will buy like, there's a jungle gym sitting in my living room because I want her to play mm. all the time rather than watch TV. And I want her eating good food and staying away from food coloring and all that other stuff. My parents let me eat whatever I want. Yeah. Well. And I want her to be active. I want her to beat up my Doberman. Like I want her to not be afraid of certain things and just mm. be outside and want to run outside naked and jump in the pool when it's 40 degrees outside go for it kid yeah i'll wait until your lips turn purple and then <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, done yeah and <clears throat> i think people forgot how to just let go and be in the moment everybody's so yeah. entrapped with they're like, chasing it man they're yeah. chasing the dragon there's a reason they call it chasing and not catching the dragon by the way because you're never gonna chase catch that bitch yeah. ever like the chase never ends why would you want to do that no and people <clears throat> 
So I guess the answer to the question, money doesn't fix it. It's the quality time with your child. It's mm. the conversations. It's the sitting there and teaching them just little things. Yeah. And you know, I think when you do like, so that when you, when you behave that way with your kids, they do learn the difference between, um, expectation and outcome, which is important, right? To have, having th- this, we, we've grown to a point of comfort in, in Western society now where we expect a certain outcome, which is a weird thing to do, right? Like it's, I don't think the gold miners that went out to California back in the 1840s were like, oh, I mean, they, they thought, hey, we're going to go out there and maybe strike it rich, but they were like, I'm entitled to strike it rich. And if I don't, some, some racist is to blame for this or whatever the fuck they would have said, right? Um, we're raising, we have a, genera- a generation or two now, people that think that way to some degree. And it's because, I don't, I don't know that, <clears throat> I, I want to say that you should withhold things from your children. That's not the point. But it is like, there has to be some association between effort and outcome, right? Correct. And so, like, how, so how do you, how do you fucking hammer that home? Like it's, people tried, like set up a little bank account for the kid or a checking account with a little debit card when they're a teenager. Like you work, do your chores and I'll put some money in that account or whatever. But that's like way too late. You gotta no, do it. you got to start it a seven age period. Yeah. And I'm like at that critical mm. point right now. And everybody's like, Hey, are you going to put your kid in preschool? This, this, and that. And I chose to not vaccinate. We chose mm. to do a home birth. And so in California, my kid's not allowed to go to regular school because she's not vaccinated. Well, she's not missing much. <laughs> she's not missing yeah. anything. And Especially she gets California. sick way less than everybody else. Uh, but we're going to start a pod with like-minded mm. people. And, you know, I looked at the curriculum. I was talking about it with my wife yesterday and just what are the next steps and how is this pod going to go? What are the teacher's beliefs? Like, mm. hey, when you meet the teacher on Monday, what's her gender belief? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ask yeah. that simple question. It will answer all of my Well, what questions. you're saying, like you're, you're, you're commenting on that's social commentary to some degree, but it's not. What you're really saying is, is this a reasonable person? Correct. Right. Does this person recognize this basic fucking science for the last gajillion years or are they a crazy person? Not not just a crazy person, but somebody who's weak and susceptible to nonsense. Correct. And I don't want my daughter like my daughter's very strong willed and mm. I don't want her to lose that. And I know if I put her in the system, she'll lose it. They'll take it away. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the point of it. Right. I was talking about that this morning. It's like the whole school system was set up in the early part of the 20th century to produce factory workers, worker bees. It's like, what does it mean to be a good student? Quiet, like you do what you're told and you fucking do your work. And you get straight A's and you follow it to a T. And then you do work. Uh, This is what my buddy Gerard Michaels has been talking about this a lot lately. Homework is fucking bullshit. We're teaching kids that the nine to five that they give to the school is not enough, right? The nine to five, you go to the business. So now you got to work from home too. You know what I mean? And look, when school was created to now, nothing's changed. Yeah. It's still the same crap. And it's funny now that I think outside of the box, talking with guys like Tim mm. and everybody else who he started his own school. Yeah, yeah. Kids don't need to spend eight hours in a school. No, it's crazy. I mean, maybe they need, maybe at because of the way society functions, we need them to be active for eight hours a day like that. That I 100%. But three or four hours of that could be fucking outside, starting fires and building campfires, building a campsite, I learning learning things or whatever the fuck. Five hours of outdoor, like yeah. practical shit and three hours yeah. of curriculum in a creative space, not sitting yeah, at a yeah, desk yeah, hearing. Sure, yeah. Well, it's funny you say five and three because that's how it worked out in the professional workspace during the lockdowns, right? We found that people were getting the same work efficiency out of three hours of work a day that they got out of eight in the office. Why is that, right? Contact switching is a lot of reasons that that happened, but mostly it was because you never should have been there for eight hours in the fucking first place. You tell me, like we, we build weak people. When you, when you have... Uh, uniform standards are good. That, that's not what I mean. But when you have, when you when you cater to the lowest common denominator, that's what you're gonna fucking get mm-hmm. out of the most amount of people. That you're gonna train people to do the least amount possible. Now, if you tell your employee or your child or whomever else, here's what I expect. I expect this much of it, and I expect it th- at this time, and this is the quality I expected at. That's what they'll give you exactly. every time, right? And they'll do it in shorter and shorter time, more efficiently because they want their own fucking time back. Yeah, so, and, that, and this is true with politics as well. The more power you return back to the individual, the better everybody fucking does. That is a that is a true statement for every 
civilization in all of human history. But they're also breaking up households now. They want both parents to work. They want the kid in school. So who's raising your kid? The nanny, the school. TV. You know, and. Fucking YouTube, right? Google. Bro. Like, I never really paid attention to YouTube, and I'm watching kids' YouTube, and I'm like, holy shit. Then all of a sudden, it jumps to the next video, and it's some weird-ass bullshit. You're like, what the fuck? How is this possible? Oh, I've wanted to, like, throw the iPad in the pool and be like, dude, we're done. It's it's weird. Like I some of my my friends were young kids who actually still and there aren't many of them, but the ones that actually still allow them to watch YouTube at all have uh, all like they they build playlists and you can only watch these right. That's it. And they lock out everything. Yep. else. Yeah. That's the only way you can really do it, which is fucking sad to be honest. But it does. It is kind of telling too, um, because there's only one reason that they would be coming after kids with programming like that. Right, because they feel like they've lost control. Yeah, I mean, or they they want more of it. Right, it's it's one of the, it's always about that control, and that's uh, <laughs> somebody that wants control over your family other than you. If you're a fucking man, that's gotta that's gotta make you feel some kind of way, right? Oh, it's gonna make you definitely feel some kind of way. I don't know how I'm gonna handle that yet, but it's probably it's probably not gonna be great for the person who tries. Look, I think you being in Austin close to Tim's school kind of helps. That helps, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. wish I had that down the street. Well, I mean, he I think he's franchising now, so maybe when you do your little pod, you pop Sorry. up an apogee. Well, he's trying to convince me to move by you guys. You probably should. California fucking sucks, dude. I, I got to settle a couple affairs, and sure, then yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Especially, if, look, I'm on the road three weeks a Shit, month. Shit, you and Callan are two of the last dudes I know that even fucking live in California anymore. Dude, Callan, funny enough, Callan's studio is like four blocks mm. from mine, and we keep like missing each other on mm. setting something up. Well, he's, I, we've been trying to get him out there too. I think he's, I think we're going to break him at some point. We'll see. But it's like, uh, we're starting to redistribute ourselves around the country mm-hmm. again, which is um, good and bad, I guess. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens out there once everybody, once all the people that pay taxes are gone. Right, because they're like fucking forty billion in debt now. They, they 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 took a two billion dollar surplus and turned it into forty billion in debt in two and a half years. How's that? How's that work? I'm not I'm we, not in California. I used to live in Oakland. I'm not there anymore. We had what's going 32 on? Thirty two billion dollars in EDD fraud. <laughs> oh shit! Really? And what? Like in two years? Yeah. I guess over COVID that makes sense. <sighs> There's most of your deficit right there. Well, maybe you should you know just check IDs. That seems normal, you know. When was the last time you walked into a store where they checked your ID with your credit card? Yeah, never, never. Yeah. With I Apple think, Pay uh, now, they don't even look. At the airport, I think is the only place, actually. Airport and the gun store. M- maybe, maybe the odd hotel here and there. Here in Vegas, they do because they're worried about fraud. Actually, but. every hotel makes me show ID yeah. when I check in. But yeah, gun store, airport, hotel. That's it. Yeah. Weird. We don't do it voting, obviously, because. You know, what's the worst that could happen? No, and like funny enough, like in the UAE, when you get a phone and you have your visa, they actually take that card and pop it in and it's got to mm. read the SIM chip and your fingerprint has to match what's on your visa in order to get a telephone number there. Mm. Interesting. That's, yeah, we're, we're, I don't know what we're doing here. Um, it seems like just, some of it is just generalized societal decay. You know, people get comfortable and they look for problems to solve that don't exist. I'm sure that's a big part of it. Um, but a lot of it feels quite a bit more nefarious. Um, you know, it sounded very conspiratorial back in the early 2000s when Alex Jones was going on and on about uh, the Bilderberg Group and Davos, like the World Economic Forum and shit. I was like, come on, man, relax. You know, it's just, I mean, fair enough. It's assholes doing asshole stuff, but it's, that's always happened. But it's taken a weird turn. Digital life has made it quite a bit easier for people to get to, 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 wrap control around large groups of folks you know what i mean so it's and look and then the food yeah well that's been going on for almost what let's say 75 years since the 50s at least in america yep. but now i feel like it's gotten bad yeah well it's <laughs> you know what's one of my favorite things about this discussion about food especially in america is like um the for the baby formula we produce is illegal everywhere but that here why that's that's not a good sign usually right well, and then then the the best baby formula in the world which i believe comes from the uk is banned here correct and it gets smuggled in and of course the yeah. funny part is why do we shame breastfeeding i don't know man and like yeah. my wife kudos to her she breastfed my kid mm-hmm. for like two years and four months um 
everybody would shame her. Why are you still doing that? And I'm like, dude, everybody's like, oh, you don't want to do a home birth. It's going to be a shit show. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, the birth start to finish was three hours. Louis C.K. does a great, or not, not Louis C.K., who is it? Jim Gaffigan. He's like, oh, I don't want to. You say you're, I'm weird because I don't want to have my child be born at the place where all the sick people are. Maybe, maybe I'm not weird. Maybe you're weird, you know. Um, yeah, I don't get the uh, the stuff around. I mean, they just want to sell products, I would imagine, right? Like, I always wonder, the, these studies that come out that say this is, this is dangerous, that's dangerous, um, find out who funded it, probably, right? That's, that's a good place to start. Because I'm deeply suspicious of, especially pharmaceutical companies, but uh, big ag is like that too. Food, food's like that too. I mean, I wish people would understand what's going on with our food right now. That 85, 90% of our chicken comes from Brazil. We have no idea what the fuck's in it. And right? we bleach it. Bleach the fuck out of it. Bleaching our meat, then painting it back with fucking carbon monoxide to make it red again. What the fuck are we doing? Like they, there's got there's no way that that's necessary. No, and I spend a lot of time abroad, and I'm just every time I'm out, I'm like, dude, the food just tastes so much cleaner outside this country. Yeah, the only time I don't eat the food that I cook myself usually is when I'm on the road. To be honest, like I just don't even bother anymore because you can't you never, you never know. Even nice restaurants, you're like, all right, that's no. That for me, suspicious. it's a ribeye or two a day now. Mm. Yeah, I rock I rock a, two ribeyes at night. Usually, that's my general dinner I'll, I'll switch it up sometime but um you know if you get good fat it works i don't th- this is another part of the diet thing that's weird to me like we went full-on low fat high sugar explain to people why that's fucking stupid if you don't mind sugar turns to carbohydrates anyways you don't mm. want to fuel your body on that and then you're adding the inflammation and we can go really techie on it but mm. that's the short version it's yeah. like Everybody looks at me funny, like, because of the small stomach, I have to choose protein or carbs or sides, even water. And I cook a ribeye every day, Mm. chop it up on my counter, and I'll eat six, eight ounces. Mm. Eight is pushing or probably six. And that's it. I'm Mm. done. Everybody's like, you're not going to have a side? You're not going to have broccoli? I'm like, no, I'm not. I don't even put butter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your broccoli doesn't do any. You're not getting anything out of that. No, your, your body can't break that shit down. Body like, can't break down. Most we're not. Of it. We're not ruminant animals. We don't have four stomachs, right? So I'm not eating green shit. Sorry. I mean, I like it. I actually like the taste of it. I like all. I of like it. a salad here yeah, and there. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but it's fucking pointless though, to, for the most part. Yeah, like I try and get my 80 grams a day of protein, mm. and I got to figure out how to get it in with mm. a small stomach. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, don't drink your calories if you can help it. You know. That's that's a good rule of thumb, and if you're if you're yeah, especially if you're on a limited calorie diet, you got to get the right stuff in there. I mean, if you're eating if you're, if you're not eating fat, then you're not getting any nutrients at all. That's why everybody in the in the South after these low fat diets, they're obese and malnourished at the same time. Look, I went full keto before I did the stomach surgery, mm. and my cholesterol was the best it's ever been. Mm. Like all of my levels were amazing, and you know it's high fat protein. Well, I did, we we found recently that um, this, the so-called bad protein or bad uh, cholesterol—that's not even a thing. That's that they just made that shit up entirely. What the fuck? Like, who's getting sued for this shit? The no government—the government literally commissioned studies and then put it out to people that a certain kind of cholesterol is bad for you. Like, you will die from it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a, that's not true. It's demonstrably untrue. They're still saying it. So what the fuck? I mean, who's doing something about that? Big pharma and big ag. Mm. God damn it. Well, we bitched long enough. Let's talk about some good stuff before I lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> um, what else? What do you got going on now? Uh, writing a book. That should be done, I'd say, middle of next month. Mm. And then make, you know, have the edit team, sure, tweak yeah. it, and do all of that. What are you stuff? trying to publish? When? When, yeah. Um, Q3. Mm. Sweet. Uh, what's the book? My life story going through all the fun and the hardship and then just really giving people golden nuggets of I don't give a shit how you grew up. You can still be mm. successful. You can still have the life you want. Yeah. You got to shift your mindset and shift the people around you. And how do you do that? I mean, like from like, what, what was it that clicked for you? Because for me, it was just like cutting people out of my life, family, yeah. personal responsibility. Like I'm, I'm the author of this 
Like I'm responsible. Be, for every, everybody talks about be the main character in your own fucking life. Okay, that's fine. Take some fucking responsibility though. But like I'm don't just walk around like you're entitled to everything. Big big shot guy. Exactly, and I'm responsible for everything in my life, mm. good, bad, or ugly. Mm. Everything that I'm dealing with, whatever I did, I gathered that energy, and that's why it's in front of me at that yeah. time. And you gotta you know, that that permeates through pretty much everything you do too. Um, and how you yeah. do one thing is how you do everything. Well, that's Greg Hurwitz, right? How you do anything is how you do everything. He's uh, one of my favorite authors. Um, yeah, so are you still working in medicine at all? I consult here and there out of California. Mm. Um, for people that want to go back into mm. California, I'm like, you're out of your mind. But I'll give you the tips along the way. But now it's just helping companies with branding and focusing on some investments I have and just growing the podcast growing content and just getting my name more out there and really sharing all that business knowledge I have. Mm. Cause I got tons of it to help people. It's just, I've always just, I don't know, like one of our mutual friends likes to say I'm too humble sometimes mm. and I don't share certain information when I should be. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a problem for, for me too. I'm not a good self promoter. I don't know how to do that. Like I don't, that, it doesn't occur to me to do it. That's weird I mean? to people like us. Yeah. It doesn't occur to me. It's like, I'm just doing the fucking job, man. Um, but it is good to have your buddy walking around fucking filming shit. Like, you need somebody. You need an Instagram husband. You know what I mean? And Essentially, it's just, and it's like, look, when I'm in the moment doing something, I want to have this conversation with you and not worry about, hey, I need some B-roll clips. I need this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Jay knows, like, hey, record everything, mm. even if we throw away 90% of it. Yeah. And there's certain moments <clears throat> that you can't reproduce. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent true, and you can't do the work properly unless you're in the moment either. Like Correct. you got to be present. The only the only this is I really try to fucking hammer this home with people. The only time that exists is right now. Like that shit that happened before that doesn't exist anymore. That's something you can think about. I guess you can reference it in the same way that you look at a history book, but that shit's over, right? It's and tomorrow is like, be ready for it, but don't sacrifice today because you don't even know if that shit's coming, right? Like well, you, I was you, not promised. No, you've got to do, you've got to do today, and I, like, for people that have fucked up lives, sometimes it gets tough. You know what I mean? And I think people that are in, um, people that are in that cycle of suicidal ideation specifically, have a real problem looking towards the future. You know what I mean? They look to the future and don't see anything. You know what I mean? Like you and I, you look to see your fucking. Uh, maybe another kid, maybe your kids graduating, get married, whatever the fuck. Or, you know, yeah, stuff I'm planning that 10, 20 years out. Right. Yeah. But you're like, you plan, you make your plan for 20 years out and then work backwards and it starts at day one. Right. Correct. So you're back with like your action is all. And I think that's what so. a lot of people, they're like, oh, I want this. What's your timeline on it and mm. how are you going to work into it? I try to tell, yeah, that's one of the pieces of advice I give people who are struggling like that is like, you got to create some manageable goals. Get some wins, like create manageable goals. I this is where I want to be. Forget about like where I want to be five or ten years from now. Here's where I want to be. Then you can break up the time increments. What's going to take this line to do this? Probably, right? Maybe you're ahead or behind schedule at some point, but it's ultimately about getting where you want to be. I think. I think the most simplest version is we use GPS to figure out time to get somewhere. Right. Why aren't you doing that with your real life? <clears throat> What's your GPS to get to that goal? Hmm. That's a good way to put it. But we, we have a hard time with that. We, I, I don't know why. Just being distracted, maybe, you know? Way too many distractions. Chasing dopamine all the time. Dopamine, short burn. Look, we're in Vegas. Ton of dopamine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of flashing lights downstairs. Um, you got food, shows, mm -hmm. gambling, you name it. Yeah. Well, how, what, what are you going to do with your kid to keep her focused in the modern world, man? I mean, it's like we were latchkey kids, right? Yep. Left home with the TV. Luckily, for the most part of it, there were only three channels, so it could only get so bad, right? But then, Dude, I was outdoors most of the time. Like, yeah, same. Hurt because myself. it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking daytime, daytime broadcast be, TV was like Maury Povich. I'm like, I don't want to watch this I didn't want to be shit. home. Yeah. Because of the abuse and everything. Mm. I'm like, fuck oh, this. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. And that's the main reason I want out of California. I want my kid to be able to just play outside mm. and have fun and do her thing and play in dirt and not give a shit and not have to worry about what she's doing yeah and how do you like how do you when she does go i guess you got to be care careful about going to school now one of the problems i've heard from friends of mine who have children like i can keep my kid away from screens 
to a certain point, but then they go to school and all their friends are watching that stuff. So that's why I like the pod because then it's yeah. four students mm. and it can be, you know, I can sit in, her mom can sit in, mm. and we can monitor it whenever we want at sure, any yeah. time. Yeah, and then you know, and control food. Th- there's also something about th- that keeping up with the Joneses bullshit starts super early. Like we think that something happens later on. In no, life. it starts yeah. out the gate, it, and it's weird. Like the in out groups that get created, but that's how nature works, man. Like fucking. If there's a bunch of tigers in the room and a bigger tiger comes in, there's going to be a confrontation and then it'll get settled and that'll be the end of it. Right. Yep. Until later. But we don't do that anymore. We, this, this risk averse nature we have not, not letting kids go outside, not let them, letting them interact and take managed risk with other kids. Um, we've created a real generation of pussies and it's, and it, and it manifests itself in some, in some really bad ways. So I think there is a suicide epidemic outside of the military now huge kids and, are and getting it's, bullied it's it's touching people that it never has before i know that um there was that netflix series about that girl that killed herself or whatever a while back a couple of years ago right that was super popular mm-hmm. but females teenagers do not kill themselves very frequently it's very rare it's the rarest of all the groups i believe um but it is the fastest growing subset of suicide now well yeah and look we have only fans now and kids parents are on there and then kids are getting bullied for it yeah, that's probably not great. That's probably not and a great. couple of kids. I read the articles. They off themselves because they got bullied. Their mom was on. Yeah, them. yeah. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I mean, it matters what you do, I suppose. Um, And then I think a big part of it is they don't know how, like if you can't face, if you can't deal with confrontation interpersonally between other people, then that's going to, you're, you're going to mirror that in your own life. You're not going to be able to confront the hardship of just day-to-day life anymore, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we're removing all the calluses from the human I guess soul. I'll make it as simple as possible. People forgot how to have a conversation without technology. And make some eye contact and shake somebody's fucking hand or punch them in the face or whatever, right? I mean, Look, when we were kids, you had beef with somebody, mm-hmm. you squared off. Yeah. In the military, you had beef with one of your teammates. Squared off. Yeah. Settled and it, it. And it was never that big of a deal. As a matter of fact, I was, uh, this is one I was uh, talking about earlier, too, with, uh, with my co-host kid um, on Drinking Bros, Ross's oldest son. Was in, he's in jiu-jitsu, right? Been in for a couple of years now. I remember we were at this Mexican restaurant. They have a playground out back. And there's this, like, little fat kid bullying everybody. Bigger. He's a little bit older than everybody else, right? <clears throat> so just being a dick to everybody. And finally, Ross's kid looks over at Ross and he's like what the fuck and Ross is like go ahead so he fucking guillotined his ass choked him out <laughs> you know um, and the kid's dad comes over to, to the situation and Ross walks over he's like you saw your kid being a dick right he's like yeah it is what it is and then you know there was a little bit of uh, a cooling off period and they all in- they all including the bully kid just went back to playing like normal right it got resolved at the lowest possible level which is where it's meant to be fucking resolved that's how I squared off a lot of stuff. Like, dude, win, lose, or draw. Mm. That's it. It's done. So why don't we do that in a personal life too, right? So it's like, it's, it isn't, we, we see these things as separate, but 
No, we, it's all the same. We, we don't we don't face confrontation interpersonally, and then we don't face confrontation internally either. It's the same thing that's happening. No, and like, look, you see something bad happening to someone in the public, everybody mm. just pulls out their phone. Yeah, well, I mean, shit, that bystander effect is long is older than than cell phones, frankly, right? Like that Kitty uh, Genovese story from the '50s in New York, where a bunch of people surround her, or a dude stabs her, and a bunch of people surround her, just watch her get stabbed to death in front of a fucking store or some shit, and. Uh, psychologists did a study on it afterwards named it the bystander effect like the more people who are present the less likely somebody is to intervene in that situation that's very that's bizarre. very interesting yeah. study until someone does right that when, once somebody takes action and becomes the leader of that situation everybody piles on and stops the shit from going on but it takes one and i think it was andrew jackson he said one man with courage makes a majority and that's what he meant i think by that statement and it's why what people like you do take all the fucked up shit that happened to you right and then also the successes and put it out there so people can see it right it takes uh i don't know if courage is the right word but it definitely takes some gumption to put your life on fucking display oh yeah and i don't know i was always taught to not show emotion because it'd be mm. used against me and it's yeah. a very weird thing to have conversations like this and discuss these topics because fuck you get it you lived it most of our mm. lives we buried yeah well, I mean, there was no one to share it with, really. Hmm? No one that wouldn't try to use it against you at some point. Or at least and, that's how it felt, right? And most people... Look, I've tried explaining it to my wife, and she doesn't get it. Like, it's just hard to fathom your own parents would do that if you've mm. never lived it. Yeah. Yeah, and then who do you talk to? I mean, I, I, I don't know. It was... For me, I had, I had a brother and a sister, too, but we never talked about that shit. I it, never it talked was just, about it with my sister. It was just something that was happening. You know what I mean? But we didn't kids you're just trying to get through the day i think to be honest um yeah it was weird and then you know even as a young adult i'm in my 20s now um and into the military it's like there's no room for that shit anymore right so if you don't learn it in those early years this is a big problem with us if you don't learn how to communicate properly in those early years and it only takes it takes a little bit of guidance, but mostly observation. I mean, 95% of communication is nonverbal. It's all mm -hmm. body language and shit like that. Um, it only takes a little bit when you're young, just like learning a language, right? It's way easier when you're fucking three to five years old than it is <laughs> when you're fucking 35 years old. Dude, shit. I've tried learning Spanish a couple times. It'll like, never happen, dude. Fuck. It'll never fucking happen. It's so much harder to learn as an adult. Like, I don't know. This is another thing that pisses me off about. This is random, non sequitur, but why the fuck are we teaching foreign languages in high school that no, doesn't make any goddamn sense yeah it should be the one of the first things and then do something else use mm -hmm. that time for something else but every high school in america has a two like four semester requirement to graduate high school of some foreign language in high school like that's stupid You're, that, i don't remember a goddamn thing i learned in high school it's but definitely <laughs> not the languages what the fuck look there's a lot of stuff we learned in school and i'm just like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that that got deleted <laughs> immediately as soon as i left um so before we get out of here, tell me about the, the podcast. So it's called Truth Hurt Show. Uh, I'm sure you saw Sandlot growing up. Oh, yeah. Uh, Squints is my co-host. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, you know, that is was he still with uh, Wendy? No, <laughs> he's with Jennifer. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Happily married. <laughs> um, he's got five kids, four and one on the way. Oh, word. Well, I mean, that's what he did in the movie, too. Yeah. So I guess he, that, part, that part's that inconsistent. Part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And we just bring on interesting people to talk mm. about. We've had a bunch of relationship people on recently. We've had health gurus, just all these different things that interest both of us. And mm. it's anyone who wants to come on, we bring on. They're mm. like, why would you invite somebody that only has 2,000 followers? Right. That was actually our best episode. Really? Well, who was that? Um, this guy I met coming, out of, coming back from Dallas. Uh, his name's Brian as well. And he owns a pest control company. Mm. It's called That Guy. Okay. And we were just shooting the shit, making fun of somebody. Uh, stinky feet. Mm. Literally, as we're walking off the plane, mentioned each other's Instagrams to each other. And then he hit me up like a week later. And we just became friendly over mm. the time. And I was like, yo, Brian, you want to come on my podcast and just talk about your family fucking you over? Mm. Um, his family took a $5 million business from him and forged documents. And he just said, I'm not going to fight you. I'm out. Mm. and he's used that energy to build an empire and that video got 15 million views i'll do it i was like and brian's getting like dms now of 
people wanting him to speak at schools mm. and all this other stuff. And he's like, I didn't think anybody wanted to hear my story. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's the little things that interest me. I'm like, well, fuck if that interests me. I've lived a very interesting mm. life and I still want to learn about that. Um, what's, what's your, is that just your goal for the show is to get interesting information out to people? Yeah. Share yeah. information that we didn't have as children. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was limited for sure. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Who, what, uh, who have you had on recently? That's good. Uh, would we have, uh, we had the dad edge on, on. Oh Monday. yeah. Larry. Yeah. He's a great yeah. guy. Larry Hagg is one of my favorite. If you, you, we found him on the show before he's, but one of my favorite, uh, not just podcasters, but. Um, I use his stuff all the time. I had a 35 minute call with him this mm. morning on the way here and he was just coaching me through some stuff. Yeah, he's great. I mean, just the way, the, the way he, the, the intentionality he brings to your personal relationship specifically between you and your wife and your children is, is, huge. is some of the best shit I've ever heard in my life, to be honest. Oh yeah. And look, he flew out with his kid on Monday. Mm. Uh, his the oldest, fam. the oldest boy. Uh, no, one down, Mason. Mm, okay, yeah. And I guess Mason's a big fan of squints, and yeah, he's a f- big fan of mine. He like he he wouldn't get off the show one day because he liked the hat I was wearing or something. That kid's got some personality. Oh yeah, and yeah. you know, squints signs and baseballs for everybody back That's home, awesome. and uh, it was a great experience. And Larry was just super nice, dude. Yeah, yeah, he's great, man. Like really, seriously, one of my favorite people out there. Uh, well, that's good having people like that on amplifying them a little bit. Um, we got to get out of here, but tell first if there's any any message you want to share with these guys um give me that and then tell everybody where they can find you and check out your your personal shit and your and your social media or uh yeah all that stuff i'll leave everyone with this who you spend the five people you spend the most amount of time with is who you become Mm. do what you want with that information um rise and fall to the level of the company you keep right exactly and uh i can be found on all socials brian gold phd um pretty easy man to find and yeah appreciate you having me on. yeah bud. thanks for coming me i really appreciate it uh looking forward to doing this panel on wednesday it should be a fun time i'm a little nervous i i don't feel nervous so i don't know how many people you think will be there um i th- probably 150 okay i thought it was gonna down. be like closer to like 1k and i was like it oh, could wow. be actually you know what i don't fucking know last year it was like 200 150 200 but who i'm knows? just gonna say there's gonna be 20 yeah, and yeah. I'll be well just i think you're supposed to picture them all in their underwear or something that's what they used to tell us as kids i don't know i'll just be like fuck. i locked with you and be like i'm not gonna look yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh i'm just gonna make fun of callan all night that's my whole thing so or tim just talk he shit kind of beat us up uh yeah for sure yeah he could yeah it's true well fuck it i guess i'll just get beat up on camera yeah won't be the first time uh thanks for coming man i appreciate it appreciate you but thank you all for listening this has been citizen Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.